welcome to Croxley Green Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If some of you know me and Carolyn well, uh, you will know it's no secret that we like Christmas lights. And if you don't know us very well, just have a drive down Baldwin's Lane, about a quarter of a mile, and you'll, you'll understand which one's our house, uh, or come down and look this evening. It's fair to say that our house is festooned with Christmas lights. Well, more accurately, nativity lights. They're lovely to look at, but I have to tell you, they do serve a very practical purpose. It means that when I come home in the car and it's dark, I know which driveway to pull into. Because <laughs> I have been known a, a few years ago to pull into the wrong driveway. But. I don't know about you, but Christmas gets quite stressful, and um, uh, putting these lights up is very, very stressful. I mean, first of all, I don't like ladders. And I have to go up a ladder to put them up on the wall. I hate ladders. And worse than that, I hate going up a ladder when I'm having to carry some Christmas lights in one hand as well. And I have to say that that day, I think, is the most stressful day of the year, that Saturday morning. And uh, I have been known not to have much Christmas cheer when I'm putting those lights up. Yeah. And then there is, then there's, oh, there's the worry before we ever get to going up the ladder as well, because there's also worry that they don't work, they're broke, especially Mary, Joseph in the manger and the star. And, and the company that we bought them off, Silent Lights, have gone bust. They've gone out of business, probably because their lights last too long. And they're very difficult to get hold of, Christmas lights like this. You, you can find lots in America... And lots in Australia, but they don't post over, over here. So we're also a bit worried if Mary and Joseph kind of break, then, well, without it, without that crib scene, it wouldn't quite work the same way, would it? There you go. Oh, no. Oh, dear. And that wouldn't be the only part of the story missing. I mean, there'd be no angels singing to the shepherds, and that would kind of wipe out quite a few carols, wouldn't it? Or at least verses in carols. And, you know, the shepherds, I guess, like me, I guess they like looking up at the stars. And you, you kind of look up at the stars in the sky, even the ones you can see here, and you, you think, gosh, you know, this is a big universe. It can make you feel a little bit small. And I bet the shepherds felt a bit small on those hillsides. And if there was no crib scene, there would have been no angels appearing to the shepherds saying, look, you're special, peace on earth. To you and all men and God's favour rest. You're valuable. God likes you. There'd be, no, there'd be no looking up at the stars and thinking, actually, I know it's a big place, but Christmas tells me I'm special. Then there'd be no wise men coming following the star. There'd be no one coming to Herod and the powers of the world saying, where is the new king been born? The oppressive powers of the world, they wouldn't be challenged by Jesus, they'd be emboldened to do whatever they want to, and small though we are, we'd feel even smaller by that. Of course, there'd, be, um, there'd probably be lights still. There's always been lights at Christmas. If you want to see some more lights, go down to Lansing Way. That, that house is not festooned with lights. That house is, I'm not sure what the word is for that house. There's always been festivals of lights in midwinter to brighten the winter up, cheering people as the brightness kind of comes in to the world, in our part of the world. But they don't last. 
and they're soon gone. And anyway, they're not like this light that God promised long, long ago in the coming of Jesus. The words we heard earlier at the start from the prophet Isaiah, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And this is the light that Jesus claims to be. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's quite a promise, isn't it? You'll never walk in darkness. People can be afraid of the dark. I used to be afraid of the dark until I was 18. And then my dad cured me. He changed the light on the landing to a spotlight and it shone straight into my bed. So I had to shut the door and be in the dark. But lots of people are frightened of the dark. And it's not just the dark on the outside that we're worried about. It's the, it's the dark on the inside as well. The darkness on the inside that seems to narrow our vision over what's the right way to live and treat people. The darkness of the world that can feel, that crowds in and is making us feel afraid and weak and powerless. The darkness of worry over whether we're going to have the resources to keep going through the next year, well, perhaps even the next month. And darkness which we have very little control of, which just comes into our minds, which dulls our thinking and our hope and shapes how we see ourselves and the world around us. People are frightened of the dark. But this light that Jesus brings comes to lighten that inner darkness. For Jesus is the wonderful counsellor, a guide for our lives, as he shows what is a good way to live with love and compassion. This light is the might of God, whose power is always at work within us, whether we know it or not, and gives us strength to persevere and endure. This light is the gift of the everlasting Father, who cares for you and values you and provides for you. This is the light the Prince of Peace, who is always present with you, ushering in his peace because he knows you through and through and he really does value you. This light is always shining in your life. This is the light of life who we celebrate today. But you have to receive it. As Jesus said, Whoever follows me won't be in darkness. It's not something to turn on and off at Christmas and turn it off permanently as we move into the new year. This is light that will shine through all of your days. Well, next year, I hope the lights still work especially Mary and Josie. And if they do, I guess I'll have to have that stressful morning going up the ladder. I hope the manger scenes works next year. But you know what? If it fails and we can't get another one, then Jesus' light still shines. And he invites you to let it into your life. And it's easy to do that. 
You just have to say, yes, this is the light I need. You just have to admit that you need this light. It's easy to do that. You just have to say, yes, this is the light that I want. It's easy to do that. You just have to say yes to God helping you keep walking with the light each day, every day, and not just Christmas Day. We're going to share in a prayer, me, Lisa, and John. We're not going to use the voice changer. We'll do it as grown-ups. We're going to pray a prayer because Jesus is the light of the world, and that's the hope that we have this day. But darkness still exists in our world. So we're going to lead us in prayer this morning. Let's pray. O West Bank town of Bethlehem, how still thy victims lie. The grieving weep, deprived of sleep, militiamen roam by. For through thy dark streets rageth the never-ending fight. Such hopes and fears, such bitter tears are met in thee tonight. As we welcome Jesus, light of the world, we pray for the dark places this day where lives are touched by darkness. Jesus, light of the world, come. O morning news, O papers, report the dreadful dearth of saints who sing to praise the King, of peace across the earth, where Christ was born of Mary midst wandering angels' love. In anguish deep, sad mortals keep few thoughts of things above. As we welcome Jesus, the one whom angels worshipped, <clears throat> pray for those places in our world <coughs> where life is shaped not by his presence, but by greed and the loss for success and power. Jesus, King of all things, come. How violently, how violently, the hope of peace is riven. Can God impart to these torn hearts the blessings of his heaven? Who now recalls his coming to this dark world of sin, where harsh words still promote ill will? Can Christ now enter in? As we welcome Jesus who came to bring peace, we pray for those places in our world shaped by violence and conflict, places where strong voices leave people vulnerable and afraid. Jesus, Prince of Peace, come. 
O child once born in Bethlehem, draw near again, we pray. You died to win this world from sin, yet sin persists today. May we, like Christmas angels, announce Emmanuel till all are given a glimpse of heaven and not a taste of hell. As we welcome Jesus, the one whom is life in all its fullness, we pray for ourselves that in our journey ahead, we will walk with and share Jesus, putting aside the deeds of darkness, allowing his light to shine from us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, come. Come to us this Christmas morn. Come to us every morn. We welcome you. Amen. <laughs>